When A.J. Shana returned to Mass in person at his parish after COVID-19, he made an unsettling observation. I was actually sitting in Mass, and I was looking around, and there were not a lot of people my age. Um, specifically, at that time, uh, I was probably 15, 16. A.J.'s observation wasn't anecdotal, but part of a larger unfortunate trend since the pandemic. The number of Catholics who say they go to Mass every week has dropped by 14% since the pandemic. And the effect has been most profound in AJ's generation, Gen Z, where 34% of people are religiously unaffiliated. So I was just thinking to myself, like, what a good way to bring people back my age was, especially after COVID, because a lot of people stopped going in person. So I came up with the idea um, that I would do a mass um, once a month over the summer, and I would have a theme with just stuff to do after games, food, fellowship, all that fun stuff. Today on Detroit Stories, we have a story about a Gen Zer defying all his generation stereotypes and getting serious about Archbishop Vigneron's call to unleash the gospel. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. This episode is brought to you by Angela Hospice, helping families provide the best care possible for the people they love. Visit us at askforangela.com. In the middle of Archbishop Vigneron's pastoral letter, Unleash the Gospel, he addresses young people by explaining that they have a particular call to bring the light of the gospel into Southeast Michigan. He says this, We address our preaching of the gospel to young people, but we must not forget that they themselves are also agents of the new evangelization. They have the unique ability to reach the people of their own generation, and they can help us think in new ways. We must make every effort to encourage, challenge, mentor, and raise up the young to take their rightful roles in the mission of the church, entrusting responsibility to them as appropriate. As Pope Francis wrote, there is an urgent need for the young to exercise greater leadership. AJ, who was familiar with the letter, took these words to heart. While a soft-spoken, humble person by nature, he was pulled far outside of his comfort zone and drawn to this particular type of leadership in early 2021. Anthony was preparing to put his stuff together for college and, um, really looking at leadership opportunities. And he came down to breakfast one morning and he said, I have this idea, but you might think it's weird. This is Christy Shana, AJ's mom. All right, well, lay it on us. And he said, nobody my age and my friends aren't going back to church since we've all started going back to church again since the pandemic. And and he says, I look around and there's nobody my age. And he was true. It was true. And I said, okay. And he said, you know, if we made mass themed or had it, you know, focused on teens where encourage them to go like, you know, and he had these ideas like, you know, we could do this and then we could do like something after mass, like games or something fellowship. I said, Anthony, I don't think that's weird at all. I think that's a great idea. AJ wanted the masses to be at the Cathedral of the Most Blessed Sacrament to pull in as many teens as possible from all over the archdiocese. So the cathedral is, um, is everyone's kind of second home just kind of like the it's kind of it kind of just was 
a good spot to have because that way we're not attracting only one certain group of people mm-hmm. from a certain parish. So if we're going there, then we're kind of pulling people from a little bit of everywhere, which is really cool. This is a great opportunity, you know, in a world that we're promoting diversity, inclusion, and equality. The cathedral is such a beautiful place to bring people together from all the suburbs, from the city, at one place to celebrate. And to me, I love that when I'm at the cathedral to see all our whole city represented from from every road, every highway coming together in one place. I think that's beautiful to see. AJ called Father J.J. Mech, the rector of the cathedral, and proposed the idea. Father J.J. loved it and asked AJ to put together a business proposal. So the two of us worked on a proposal and a budget and how we were going to do it and what it looked like. And then we met with the cathedral staff and they approved it. And Archbishop Vigneron approved it. And he actually wrote Anthony a really nice letter. They made a plan. Three masses over the course of three months of summer. The masses would uniquely cater to young people. The greeters, ushers, musicians, Eucharistic ministers, all young people. The topics discussed in the homilies would especially reach the spiritual trials of AJ's peers, and they would all be followed by a themed social gathering, Hawaiian, Christmas in July, Detroit sports, etc. The next step was getting the word out. Yeah, so we made, we advertised it on Blessed, um, blessed the Cathedral's um, social, and we what we did is we made flyers, and we went to, I went to De La Salle, so we went to Deagle Cell and um, reached out to them. I reached out to them and had them post something about it on their social, let things know, um, let people know over like announcements, stuff like that. And then Regina as well, where my sister was at at the time, we also reached out to. So they um, did stuff as well. They posted about it. And some other schools um, did um, put it on their socials as well. Suddenly... AJ, who was a mild-mannered, easygoing, likable guy, was throwing himself into a vulnerable, very public position, and it challenged him. When it came to getting people to know about it, because I never, um, like, going around high school and having that put up flowers with my name on it that said, okay, come to this um, cool mass that we're doing, that definitely felt weird. That's a getting used to. The next step was getting a team together. AJ's mom and sister, Audrey, had been helping him from the start. He next pulled his friends on board, and no one was exempt. Someone would be at the front opening the door, holding the door, holding up. Someone would make the brochure, someone would hand out the brochures at the mass. And we each of me or my friends would be in charge of different things. So in the summer of 2021, the cathedral, with the help from AJ's family and their friends, held the three masses they hoped would draw young people in. There was one with a Hawaiian-themed party afterwards, complete with a Kona ice truck. The next one was Christmas in July, with a fully decked-out Christmas party afterward. And the third was Detroit sports-themed. And then on Sunday, at these 11 a.m. masses, regular parishioners saw pews flowing over with an unlikely group of participants. Young people, Gen Zers, many who hadn't been back to mass since COVID. We had 40 teens in the in the pews that July, that August mass. And every mass we noticed the attendance go up and up, not only with the teens, but with people in the church for those masses. They get the friends to go to church. And sometimes by the friends asking the kids to go to church, guess what? The parents are coming back to church. So there's this beautiful effect that's going on with this. 
the whole idea, again, is giving the teens an opportunity to attend church, to understand the homily at their level. Um, so maybe if, you know, the church to let them know that they're still there for them, despite, you know, um, the pandemic and so many of them weren't coming back to church, that this is still a place that, that they're wanted and they're, they're needed. And it really was powerful. AJ's family received an outpouring of gratitude from young people and parents alike. People who returned to regular mass attendance after years of being lapsed. Parents who had been praying for years for their child to feel connected to the mass. And students who found consolation and companionship after years of feeling isolated in their faith. As AJ packed up to go to college, it was clear that this couldn't be the end of summer teen masses. So with Anthony preparing to go to college, he said to his sister Audrey, would you like to take this over? And she said, absolutely. The following summer, the cathedral hosted two summer teen masses and gatherings, another Christmas in July and a new one, Superhero Sunday. This one mass stood out as a favorite for both AJ's family and the other attendees. Here's AJ's sister, Audrey. So um, we had three relics brought out. Um, it was St. Peter, St. Anne, and Father Solanus. Um, so we had rosaries. Everyone got to touch rosaries to the relics. Um, we kind of learned a little about them, how relics work. And we kind of used the superheroes as a way to like communicate how the saints are our superheroes. And that was a really special mass. I really liked that one. That was really cool. Just to see like everyone going up and blessing a relic. And I held one of the relics so people could um, touch their rosaries and their, their items to it easier. And it was just so cool to see people like have their moment they're praying and they're making their relic and it was it's just so cool to see that i know a lot of people really enjoyed that part because you see everyone it's like we're all here together and we're all celebrating this together and i think that's really cool we provided rosaries for the teens as a gift and they were all able to go through and have this encounter with the saints and the relics so it was a very powerful July was wonderful too, but August was just very special. Probably the most powerful part for AJ and Audrey, lifelong devout Catholics who sometimes felt isolated and alone, was realizing that they weren't. I think it's hard for teens to evangelize themselves and to teach that faith their own. So um, finding friendships where they share that faith, I think is the biggest challenge because um, you can find friends that you like to play soccer with or shoot hoops with or play video games with or go to the movies with or go shopping with. But to find friends that you can share that faith and pray together with each other, I think is the biggest challenge. I definitely felt like there were a lot of people that like, well, my siblings also um, definitely are have good faith. So it's definitely like if I ever need to, needed or wanted to talk to them, I, I definitely could because um, I'm very blessed that our parents are just so awesome and raised us for good faith. But um, it definitely felt like there were a lot of people that, like, I was. it wasn't really easy to go to some of my age and talk to them about that just because it always felt a little weird or uncomfortable. Like, what if they don't have the same idea or faith that I do? Um, or just, like, in general. And for some reason, just, like, being um, in college now, it's definitely easier to do that. But, yeah, I guess I can... I guess I agree with that. That definitely not necessarily lonely, but just less comfortable with um, being able to talk to other people about my faith than I am now. I think outside looking in, 
it looks like there's not very many people of my generation who do have a faith or who are Christian or Catholic or who actively pray or go to church. But as one, like I have my friend, like there's a whole school of I'm at a Catholic, all girls Catholic high school. And a lot of the girls there, they do pray and they do have a faith. And I think that's really important to know and to understand as a young Catholic is that there are others like you and you're not alone. There's always going to be someone else like you. And I think it's important to find them and to like, to, to speak with them and be friends with them because it's important to have someone you can share your faith with. For those teens on the fence about whether or not to bear their faith publicly, AJ has a message. I definitely say it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but just know that they're not the only ones that probably are in their same spot. Like there's other people out there. And at the end of the day, like it's, especially if like someone like me, cause I would be worried about that stuff. If you just put your, yourself in other people's shoes, you never really know, like you never really know who's who else is gonna be like you, who else is gonna have that faith and who else Maybe you're gonna like help somebody else by being that person who steps out and like says how like the importance of faith. That way, you can you can be the person that actually sets the example that others follow. I think a lot of times like it takes it takes someone to like kind of step up and show everyone or set an example so other people will follow. Lucky for the young people in the Archdiocese of Detroit, they've got that person in AJ Shana. Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Angela Hospice, helping families provide the best care possible for the people they love. Visit us at askforangela.com.